that sugar sweet You got what I need Sipping on the potion All that good emotion this is Real Sex with Dr. Noel. I'm Dr. Noel Pomeroy, clinical sexologist and licensed mental health counselor, here with my guest this evening, a man who has followed me pretty much to every city I've lived in in my adulthood. The police will do nothing about it. My husband, Rich Jones. I also follow you around the house. I follow you. You do. You, you to go bed. Through, you go through my things. Yeah. You question my cleanliness. Although, I will say that I am not the one who ends up dragging your underwear out from the dirty clothes. No, that would that be... That is our puppy. Coco. Yes. Yes. She is... She beats me to them. You know, you, you are someone who does laundry every day, and so I can barely put clothes in... And this is all under the guise of me being completely grateful. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> But I can be taking off my underwear. I throw it in the dirty clothes bin and the dog dives into the dirty clothes bin. So I need to start diving in? Is that it? I need to do laundry faster? Is that the message you're delivering? Well, no. Coco would like you to go even slower because (laughs) she really likes to nuzzle in. What is with dogs and underwear? Well, you know dogs like to sniff each other's butts, right? Okay. So I would assume they like to sniff our underwear. All right. I know you don't have a smell in your genitalia. I was going to say, I find it interesting that she only grabs yours. Oh, yeah. I'm a stinky hot mess. <laughs> no doubt about it. Okay. Well. Uh, thank you for everyone that has uh, j- followed us on social media. If you haven't yet, please do. Real Sex Pod, R-E-E-L, Sex Pod. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and you can always email us at Real Sex Pod. Oh, Twitter. Real Sex Pod at gmail.com. Today's theme is something I'm actually a little bit nervous about. Okay. Because I'll give you a little bit of backstory. You have met my father. Oh, yes. Many, many times. To our listeners, and especially those who do not know us, um, close your eyes for a second and imagine Mr. Rogers. And that's all you need to imagine. That's it. That's Paul. That is dad. I love him as as I loved Mr. Rogers. Well, he looks... I mean, I don't think they have similar personalities. No, they don't have similar personalities, but, but the looks. I would say... But I would say their edginess is about on similar levels. My dad is not an edgy guy. Right. He's and, very wholesome, but not Mr. Rogers. Level. And he's a person who would, like, change his shoes by the door and... You said, I've never seen him wear jeans. Neither of you? I've never seen him wear jeans in my entire life. I don't think I've ever seen him wear shorts. He always wears slacks. Always. So, yeah, Mr. Rogers. Okay. Yeah. So my dad and my mom divorced when I was seven. Mm. I I live with my mom, and my dad was a wonderful father. I saw him twice a week, and every single Wednesday from the time I was seven until I moved away to college, my dad would pick me up at my house we would go get two Little Caesars pizzas, and I would get my piece of pizza or two pieces of pizza, and then we would pick a movie, and we would go see a movie. Now, this is back in the 80s and 90s where okay. you, there was no internet to search what movies were out about. Right. It was the newspaper. It was the newspaper. Which and he you, still gets to this day yes, he and still, still reads it. Absolutely. He reads USA Today every morning. He folds it like you wouldn't believe. <laughs> The man is a creature of habit. It does not surprise me that every Wednesday he would do the same thing. Right. So as a result, 
you you would only have the ad for the movie. Maybe we had read a review of the movie in the paper. And I saw a movie every week for my entire childhood and adolescence. Unless I was sick or there was a special event, I was with my dad and we read a movie. Which is why I am good at trivia when it comes to movies 1980 to now. So that's why. It's it's because of my broken home. <laughs> <laughs> You've seen a lot of movies. I have seen a lot of and movies. And you had a shared interest. However. Right? Yes. In, Your dad was into the movies? It wasn't just I, you? I think he was into them. I also think he didn't know what else to do with me. Okay. And which is fine. <laughs> and why not just go sit in a dark theater to not have conversations? For oh, three I'm hours sure that worked out very well for hours. everyone. Yes, with your and he made pre-teen. some really we we made some probably together some very questionable judgments. Sometimes when my brother was still living at home because he's older, he picked out. I remember one time we saw a movie called The Gate, which was the one of the worst horror films ever made. So they they weren't all great, but every once in a while, someone would pick a movie usually my dad, that would have a very graphic sex scene in it. Oh. And he didn't know this going in. (laughs) But as a result, I have seen some cringe-inducing sex scenes right next to To Mr. Rogers. To to Mr. Rogers. (laughs) So miserable. So this first one I'm going to show you is from 1985's Bad Company. Now, this movie... Was is such a not a hit that it doesn't even have a Wikipedia page. Wow. Because I looked up Bad Company. It was like Bad Company, the song or yeah. the group or whatever. Yeah. Bad Company. That one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's bad. Bad. Um, the, <laughs> the saying Bad Company, but the movie with Ellen Barkin and Lawrence Fishburne uh, oh. did not have its own Wikipedia page. Uh, huh. So this is what I want you to watch. Okay. So when your dad would be sitting next to you in a theater, generally speaking, mm-hmm. and there were sex scenes, did he have a reaction? Oh, you're... Like, did he cover his eyes? Did he smile? Did he blush? I have no idea, because there was no way I was turning my <laughs> head covered... even one degree <laughs> toward him. Okay. You For covered all your I, eyes so much. All I know, he could have been playing a trumpet next oh. to me, and I wouldn't have known. So Ellen Barkham just flashed her bush, by the way, when she sat, because Lawrence Fishburne is in a chair. Not cleverly. And this is one of those sex scenes where they talk the whole time and set up the plot of the movie. Is this a horror movie? No, it's sort of a basic instinct flavored film where it's like an... uh, She's a bad person. He's an FBI agent, and they try to backstab somebody else. There was a lot of tongue in that kiss. There is a lot of tongue, and they're kissing. And I feel like someone told Ellen Barkin at one point in her life that she was super sexy, and I feel like... I've never found her to be... Well, I think someone told her, because she is presenting a I'm sexy, darn it, look more than anything and that I just it's so odd to me and Lawrence Fishburne is sporting like a crew cut yeah which is an odd look for Lawrence this is rough that was a rough kiss I should say now so he's in a chair and she's basically riding him yeah as he they're quickly unbuttoning his pants yeah his eyes roll back Mm mm-hmm okay they both seem to be enjoying themselves I would say you're watching this with your dad. Yes. 
And it's not, uh, it's still going. Yep. So, <laughs> oh, this is where things get really uncomfortable. Right. If you're with your dad. But then they're also. They're talking. Right. They're setting up the plot during the sex scene. Did what? Did she kill someone? I don't remember. It wasn't that great of a film. Well, so then she obviously climaxes. Yeah. So does he. At the same time. Yeah. yeah. This so, is far too uncomfortably long to sit with your dad. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so before anyone calls. Okay, so it's oh. essentially over. I mean, that was an uncomfortable minute and a half. Yeah. So, uh, no one, no one called DCF. <laughs> I'm forty six years old now. Um, no harm, no foul. I almost said forty three. Yeah. A girl can dream. Yeah. This I saw this movie in the theater in nineteen eighty five. Rich with your dad. How old was I? uh that, nine yeah that would put you nine years old yes did you even know what was going well no yeah, you, yeah. no you didn't know what was going I on i was like what's going on she seems like she's upset <laughs> <laughs> and i was like he's also getting upset they're both breathing heavy i didn't i honestly did not understand what an orgasm was uh well yeah i would think at nine you i just knew that. i should not be watching this with my dad oh how did he explain anything to you afterward, <laughs> during? This is where he and Mr. Rogers differ. Oh. Mr. Rogers was not one to shy away from controversial subjects. Yeah. There was no educational opportunity here. This was a full-on... Nope. nope. There was you... no mention of it. Oh. Okay. So. Well. There's that. Wow. Yeah. So. That explains a lot. About what? About Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Not about you. Trust me. <laughs> okay. So here we have... Oh, let me make sure it doesn't play. Okay. It was 1985. 1985. That's a bad movie, it seems. Oh, it's not good. And I like Lawrence Fishburne. I've always liked Lawrence Fishburne mm -hmm. in almost everything. I'm not a big fan of Ellen Barkin. Yeah, I mean, she's, she, done, she's done some good stuff before, but I feel like... What was another movie that she was all sexed up in? I mean, that's her thing. Oh, is it? It's kind of her thing. I'm thinking of a... She's sort of been branded, when she, at least in the 80s and 90s, she was branded as a femme fatale. And I think she lays it on a little thick. She was in one of the Hangover movies, right? She was? I want to say Hangover. The one where Matt Damon was in it, and he had... Well, he was in all of them. That was stupid. Uh, Oceans, you mean... Uh, yes, Oceans, yes. How do you get the Hangover movies mixed up with Oceans 13? I have no idea. I don't see movies. I don't watch things. Yeah, she actually looked gorgeous in that for her age. Yeah. It, it was she Oceans was in her 13. 60s? I think so. I knew it was one of those comedy yeah. things. Mm -hmm. Yes. <laughs> and this is why and I'm a return guest. And this is why you are a return guest. <laughs> because I know because... so much about movies and sex. <laughs> i'm just gonna nod and move on to the next movie by and the way we did get a lot of um positive commentary uh on the last episode that i was on because of my reactions to the messiness in oh, kitchens how upset you got yeah. when people made a mess as they right. were having sex so that might be a whole nother theme at some point in the future okay just saying it's also future possible episode? it's a it's a kink that you didn't know you had I don't think so. No, I don't think so. I think it's too messy. 
I, I understand. Yeah. You had to stop everything today just to have our daughter pick up her dirty socks. I did. Yes. We're in like the middle of a family conversation. <laughs> just they were bothering everyone me. was talking and he, you said, Harper, go pick up your dirty socks. They were dirty. Everyone had to stop. And on a table. Mm -hmm. That was the problem. If they were on the floor, it wouldn't be a big deal. It was mm -hmm. on a table. It was yeah. like where food was. Well, maybe not food, but it was near food. Where, mm -hmm. we, where you would put food on a table. I think our son needs us. Hang on. Okay, we've tended to our son. He wanted to come in and say, yes, Dad, you often interrupt conversations to have us do unnecessary cleaning. He said he wanted to see Ellen Barkin. That's what he said. He said, I want to see Ellen Barkin. Ellen Barkin is huge with the five-year-old autistic community. Yes, she is. <laughs> so our next movie is 1992's Poison Ivy. Ugh. With That sounds bad. It is. I've never seen the movie. It's a horrible film. Bad. It's got 17-year-old Drew Barrymore very much sexed up in it. Um, Was this before or after her Dave Letterman thing? Do you remember that? I don't remember that. When she Did she went on, on his... and danced on his table? Yeah, and then like Well, considering him. that she's 17 in this, I'm going to say it was be... after. Yeah, that would be really inappropriate. So this is Drew Barrymore, Sarah Gilbert, and Tom Skerritt. Okay. Now, imagine this. You are what age? I'm now 16 years old. Oh, boy. Watching this movie. Look out. Where 17-year-old Drew Barrymore is about to get it on with 58-year-old Tom Skerritt. Ooh. That's creepy. Yes. So here is a sexy... Uh, so First the, of all, I don't find Tom Skerritt to be sexy in any way, shape, or form. Like, I, I'm, I'm secure enough in my manhood that there are men who I find very attractive. Tom Skerritt, not one of them. I mean, in no movie has he ever been attractive. Okay. Top Gun... Steel Magnolias. Steel Magnolias. I mean, not even a Silver Fox sort of attractive. 17-year-old Drew Barrymore is into him? Well, she's up to something. I may need to see this movie now <laughs> just to understand it. I just find it interesting that you had to dis, dis on uh, Tom Scarry. I think he's a great actor. I really enjoy him, but... But not sexually. I don't find him to be sexual in any way, shape, or form. No. Okay. Well... So 17-year-old Drew Barrymore is best friends with Sarah Gilbert, an introverted high school girl, but she's really just trying to way to wiggle herself into the family. Da the dad is Tom Skerritt, and so she's seducing him. She's getting him drunk, and they're in the woods. Oh, that's so cliche, that music. Music, yeah. That's like L.A. Confidential. I've seen that movie, by the way. Don't ever rip on Alley Confidential. Just the music, no, though. No, no, no. I do not allow some things in this podcast room, and ripping on Alley Confidential is one of them. Is it raining? You think so? Or are they so? just really sweaty? Oh, my goodness. They're, like, covered in gloss. Wow. It's like Ashley Judd in A Time to Kill. It's like Jacksonville, Florida in the middle of August. Or most of, yeah, or most most of the year, of the yeah. Year. So is she 17 in the show? Or in yes, the movie? she's in high school. Wow. She's In real life, she's an emancipated minor, so she can consent herself to that boobicle we just saw. Okay. How uncomfortable would this be for Tom Skerritt, a 58-year-old man? I would think so. At 17 years old? So she's old? on the hood of a car. They're making out, and he just took off her Underwear, panties. And yeah. she's also... What 17-year-old wears high heels? Come on. Uh... Uh, maybe the hose you hung out with yeah. when you were 17, <laughs> but not any respectable 17-year-old. Oh, those are some high heels. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're going to be out in the woods. 
oh my goodness, this is so dramatic. And you're watching this First with your all, dad? I'm watching this with my dad. Yeah, oh. a, well, it was shorter than the other oh, one. Oh, thank goodness. But so she's on the hood of the car and he's like kissing her neck and it's raining and she's opening her mouth to catch the rain. Yeah. Well, who doesn't do that when it's raining outside? The first drop of... No? You don't do that? (laughs) (laughs) That is so uncomfortable. I'm imagining 16-year-old you with your father, who was at that point in his 60s, probably. Mm Mm-hmm. And for... Well... Yeah. I don't even want to imagine what he's thinking. I do have to... Because he is a male, so... You know, he's closer to Tom Skerritt's age than he is anyone else's age. Yeah. So I, I don't want to creep con- you out, but I wonder. Uh, yeah. if... Well, why do you think it was so uncomfortable for me to watch this movie with him? I just wonder if maybe he kind of oh, got something out of it. I'm just saying, Richard. He's he was in no. his sixties. Stop it! <laughs> Stop it! I mean, if Tom Skerritt could get it at seventeen. Stop it! You should have known that kidding. this was coming when we did this episode. So. There is a scene, I'm changing the subject, earlier in the film that I thought about, Eric, because there's a scene where she's in like a, an evening gown and he is kind of putting his hand up her um, thigh and it looks like he's going to give her oral sex. And I thought for a second, I wonder what that's like to get that from a man with a mustache. You <laughs> That's a normal question to ask oneself. I mean, did you lean over and ask your dad that while he was putting Richard! popcorn in his mouth? <laughs> dad? Yeah, Mr. Rogers would never have facial hair. Okay, that's true. And I, and I would never ask my father yeah. that. <laughs> lean over. Dad, what would it be like if if there was a mustache down there? I, I was just curious. Uh, I wonder how that feels different than um, with uh, when you're receiving oral sex from a man who is smooth. Mm. Facially smooth. You have a thought? I'm just imagining your dad still like holding popcorn. Oh, no, no. And watching there, there these were movies. Not, there were no snacks at the movies. No snacks? Nope. Not even snacks? No. We did not. We did never had snacks. Oh. We only had Little Caesars beforehand and we'd not have snacks. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you just had to sit in the movie theater watching sex scenes with your old dad? Yes. My old dad. Well, older. <laughs> okay, so... Oldish. This next one I have mentioned on the podcast before in passing because this was one of the seminal moments of my childhood. <laughs> oh. High school graduation, <laughs> first kiss, sex scene with Mr. Rogers. So... This is a movie that my father picked out for us to see. And again, my dad is square, right? He, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he's not much. someone that knows a lot of the lingo mm-hmm. that the kids used. So when he picked out... The he collects fi- coins, by the way. And he used to collect stamps. Okay. He picked out the film Threesome. Oh. For us to see. Did he not know? I know nothing about it, and that sounds sexual. Yes. And when, and in addition to, it's so starring Lara Flamboyle, Josh Charles, and Stephen Baldwin in 1994. So I was almost 18 at this point. So you already knew the actors at that point? Oh, yeah. I had a thing for Josh Charles. So I, I would have Was gone. that around the time of... Um... Dead Poet Society? Uh-huh. Yeah, that was a little earlier. So I would have gone to see anything Josh Charles okay. was in. 
And I don't even know if I knew what a threesome was at the time either, but I was much younger that, you know, I was kind of a sheltered kid, didn't have the internet. So afterwards, my brother and I asked my dad, why did you take us to see this movie? And he said, I thought it was a buddy movie. <laughs> a buddy movie. <laughs> what? A buddy movie? Maybe like a... Three buddies? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have he buddies, He thought it was going to be but... like Goonies or like Tango and Cash or like, you know... That's two. <laughs> Not three. Three some. <laughs> I can't imagine. I have a lot of buddies and I've gone out with a couple of people before, but I've never said, let's have a threesome. Three's, com three's Company, the show from the 70s and 80s. Maybe he thought that that's it was a, a film version of that. A buddy movie. Yeah. So did Mr. Roper make an appearance in this one? No, unfortunately, Mr. Roper was nowhere to be seen. So uh, Joshua Charles, he was in it's that. It's Josh. Josh, sorry. We don't call him Joshua. Sorry, Joshua. Uh Josh Charles. This was before. Whoa. Oh, there literally is a three. How many threesomes are there in the movie? Okay. So. Having never seen it. This movie is about three people that live in the same dorm. There was a mix up. And so Lara Flynn Boyle lives with two guys. Okay. Stephen Baldwin is a straight sex sex maniac i would refer to him just to quickly describe That's him about right josh charles is an introverted gay dude who just has recently come to terms with the fact he's gay okay and lara flamboyle is always looking for love she's straight looking for love with a man and can never find it so lara flamboyle has the hots for josh charles the josh charles man. sexually attracted to stephen baldwin and stephen baldwin would have sex with any willing woman including lara flamboyle okay <laughs> So they all, including Lara Flynn Boyle. So it's sort of a triangle, right? What do you have against Lara Flynn Boyle? No, 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 no. That wasn't meant. Like he will. He's just horny. Okay. And it, he he's trying to have sex with her, and it never really works out. Yeah. So at this this part of the movie, they all are they're, they're very good friends. They're all laying in bed together, kind of chilling out. God, Stephen Baldwin. He just looks like if a he ever twerk. listens to this podcast, I'm sorry, but he looks like a real douchebag. Oh, well, his character is a douchebag in this movie. Well, sure. but he isn't he? That's a long story for another day. Oh, there's so they're all hanging out looks in bed together. Look, how, uh, look at Josh Charles's fabulous nose. Look at that thing. Okay, so it starts out with Laura Flimboyle kissing Josh Charles, who is gay. Yes. But he's and just there. recently, and then she, gay. and then or recently coming to so terms. basically they're all starting to make out with each other. Okay, it, they're in a Lara Flynn Boyle sandwich situation with them both on si each side of Lara Flynn. They Boyle. should be careful. She could break. She's a very very dainty woman. She is very petite. Yeah. So there's no conversation about what's going to happen. Boundaries, nothing. Oh, and all of a sudden they're nude. It literally oh, wow. they were fully clothed, and it just cut to them being completely naked. Wow. So you're watching this with your dad I'm watching at 18, this with my father. Probably turned on because you now see Josh Charles topless. Um, I don't think so. I think I was horrified more than anything. So it appears as though someone is having intercourse with Lara Flynn Boyle, possibly both of them. It looks like in both directions. And uh, now well, Josh Charles is moving it on Stephen Josh Baldwin's Charles, behind. Yeah, he just put his hand on Stephen Baldwin's behind, yep. removes it. But then, but then Stephen Baldwin makes a gesture. 
He takes his hand oh. and puts it back on his bottle. Oh, he likes that. Yes. So Lara Flynn Boyle is spooning position with Stephen Baldwin and then facing Josh Charles. And you're watching this with your And I'm father. watching this with Mr. Rogers. What if... Oh, my gosh. Yes. Have you... Th well... This is... Frankly... I'm kind of concerned about what my dad did with his buddies. If this is a buddy movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, clinically speaking. Yeah, is there a clinically here? Yeah, okay. they didn't I they didn't show any conversation. No. And I think if you're going first of all, if you're if you're going to have sex with people you're really close with and you don't have a sexual relationship yet, there needs to be boundaries, ground rules because as you see in this movie, it ruins their friendship. Oh, okay. She has a pregnancy scare, and then it they go on and have like the rest of their college life. They barely keep in contact. It kind of ruins their friendship. Hmm. So I think I that that's really important. And then also there's the you know protecting yourself from getting potential pregnancy and STDs. Right. Did they know that Josh Charles' character was gay? Yes, they did. Okay, but you know that would seem to be a conversation to have as well. Right, absolutely. But he was definitely he he was into it. I would say he was. Yes. So it was sort of like someone telling you, oh, you get to go to the Super Bowl. Because th to me, like a Josh Charles sex scene would be like getting to go to the Super Bowl. Right. But they're like, but the whole place smells like rotten eggs. And that's Stephen Baldwin. And you are sitting in, <laughs> and you're sitting in the obstructed view seats. Ooh. That's what it's like to see that sex scene with my dad. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Because yeah. I was nauseous. Yeah. Ugh. And you didn't walk out. No, and I don't he didn't walk out. I don't remember at any point ever walking out of a film because of it being awkward. Ugh. I know uh, my friend's mom took us to see Flashdance when we were in second grade, and the topless dancing scene, she walked us all out of the um, out of the theater. And in retrospect, I'm like, we were all girls, and we all have gonna have breasts. Like, what? Why can't we see topless women? But that woman probably was smarter than my father. <laughs> Well, I would question taking kids to flash dance, but well, we it, again back then we didn't have a lot of information about what the content of movies was, so we were kind of ratings. Well, there's that. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's been around for a long time. Well, there was a time where things, even if they were PG, they could still be pretty racy because PG thirteen didn't exist. Right. So people had to meet a pretty rough bar to be R. R. So there were movies that were pretty dirty. That are PG. Okay. So. But none of the, I mean, all of these would be R, oh, given the graphic nature and the material. Definitely. Right? I mean, I think that threesome should be rated for not for human eyes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly if you're with your father. Especially the Stephen Baldwin scene afterward where he's wearing this gold chain and this hat backwards and a beer. It's probably a Miller Lite, too. <laughs> Makes it really bad. You are such a beer snob. Yeah, and you should know that about Rich. In, yeah. in addition to being a clean snob, he's a beer snob. Yeah. And so. we don't have a sponsor for beer yet, so maybe at some point we will. And it won't be Miller Lite. And if it is, then... I take it all back. Yeah. Is there anyone that makes an IPA in their closet that would be interested in sponsoring their podcast? Because that's the only one Rich would approve of. But thank you very much for sitting with me today while I relive the horrors of my childhood. I hope you're not scarred. I hope that you will be able to move. I, I hope that maybe there was something therapeutic about this for you. Nope. No? Nope. What was the car ride home like? I have blocked silent? it. Silent? I have blocked it from my memory. I would imagine it was silent. 
probably. Or we, you know what? We probably were listening to smooth jazz. Ah, got it. I'm just going to go off on a limb and guess that. Okay. Or news and talk, maybe. <laughs> nope. No? Smooth jazz. Okay. No, nope, smooth jazz. I would imagine as a father of children that if I were to walk into a movie blindly like this, and I'm I'm pretty dense when it comes to entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. So let's say that I take our kids, I would probably want to shield them, walk them out, or if they see it, then have a discussion about it. Use it as an opportunity to have a discussion. How many movies have you taken our children to? Uh, very few. How many? None. <laughs> That's correct. Is that right? But I'm trying to imagine, like, how would your dad, if he were a, I don't want to say normal, but if he were a um, a father like me who would use this as an opportunity to have dialogue. So less like Mr. Rogers and more like Guy Smiley from the Muppets? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So I would use it as an opportunity to maybe have dialogue, break the ice about, you know, or try to create some sense of normalcy or describe that that was not normal what we saw. Yeah. So So your dad never had these discussions? Uh, no, no. Nothing. No. So honey, when you're having sex on the hood of a car with a man three times your age, <laughs> Make sure that you're wearing, using the right lubricant. And make sure you put your face up and drink the rain. Yes. <laughs> My goodness. If you have any suggestions for us to watch and to help wipe this from my memory, uh, you can always find us on social media at RealSexPod, R-E-E-L, SexPod, or you can email us at RealSexPod at gmail.com. I think our son might need us. I'm hearing screaming in the distance. Uh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> This has been another episode of Real Sex with Dr. Noel. Feel free to turn up the lights. Or not.